0: Dalgren, a clergyman's wife, with fancy paintings by Kru Thieren in her room, and a bottle of port in her bedside cabinet. She's the widow of a former bishop, abandoned by her three children, who have all moved far, far away from Linköping. She was a volunteer at the city mission until her body could no longer cope, until her sense of balance started to go. Mrs. Dahlgren can be a bit arrogant looking down on me and the others, making a fuss and demanding things that there really isn't time for. But I think she just feels lonely. How do you end up that lonely, even though you've got children? What makes your children abandon you, go away? Viveka Dalgren is ninety-two now. Almost all of her friends are dead. There's no one to hold her thin-skinned hand, "'and those of us who work there don't have time. "'Could I abandon Mum?' "'Tuva wonders as she crosses Garten. "'Maybe that's what I did when I started school at Lundsberg. "'When she's home for the summer, she wants to live with her mum. "'Doesn't get on well with her dad's young girlfriend. "'Anyway, he lives too far out in the countryside. "'The residence she likes best of all at the Cherub,' Is Conrad Carlson. He's a fighter, well read, a worker who improved himself through his own efforts, a worker who, just as he should have been enjoying his retirement, had a severe stroke and ended up paralyzed down half of his body, but not paralyzed in his soul. She can see his lined face in front of her, would just like to sit with him, something she very rarely has time for, would like to talk to him see him listen to what she has to say, how he seems to have all the time in the world for her in particular. She wants to see him nod, reflect, and then hear his good advice about whatever it is she's wondering about. Unlike her mum, he really listens. It's nice, Tuva thinks, having an old person to confide in. Conrad Carlson His body may be weak, but he still got fight left in him. He was the person who wrote that letter to the correspondent, the one that caused such a huge fuss. He listed ten points detailing the failings at the cherub and how cost-cutting had led to poor care so that the care provider, Merapi, could make a healthy profit. Over the past week, Conrad has seemed tired, as if the heat was slowly eating him up. Don't let the heat take him. Stefan's home is also run by Merapi these days. The care there has got worse than it was before. All the good staff have resigned. Tuva doesn't want to think about it. She herself works for Merapi, even if it doesn't feel like it. She works for herself. Even so, she's part of a failing care system whether she likes it or not. Tuva is approaching the park now can see the tops of the birch trees and smell the scent of summer linsherping, growing, alive, as if everything alive in the city were enjoying the heat and the sun. But every now and then she picks up the stench of decay in her nostrils, proof that the city's inhabitants can't keep the dirt at bay altogether, that life and death are both happening all the time. There's a smell at home, in her mum's flat. At first it was only there sometimes, but now there's a definite stink in the flat all the time, as if something has died, a cloying, sickly smell. She and her mum have tried to locate its source, but it's impossible to say where it's coming from. At first they thought it was the sink, but when they leaned over the plug hole there was no smell there. Same thing with the shower. And they've tried keeping the windows closed so the smell can't be coming from outside. Some days it's stronger, others weaker, but it's always there. Her brain gets used to it after a while, but her awareness that it's there is always nagging away at the back of her mind. How does the jungle smell? She's applied to do voluntary work at the end of the summer, in Rwanda. That and a whole load of options at university. She's hoping that Rwanda works out, but hasn't said anything to her mum about her plans but she knows she's curious.